0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value.
1: And I'm Val Hughes.
0: And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, and changed our voices electronically so that we can stay employed, because our bosses would never allow us to be this candid,
1: bringing you our
0: unfiltered views on stocks, Every week. No, when we is. get together, as we have for years, and um, talk stocks, uh, the mechanism we use uh, for the show mechanism? is that we... are uh, really
1: dragging this out.
0: Mechanism? The mechanism? The mechanism that we use on mechanism the show anyway. is to look for ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey. We want to remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only, and we may own all the stocks we're, uh, that we're talking about or not have be other or have other nasty conflicts of interest. That wouldn't have anything to do with the not entertaining part. Uh, And we may know nothing um, about the stocks that we're talking about.
1: I'm going to Um, excel at that this week. And,
0: you know, our judgment's probably impaired by the fact that it's Friday afternoon or evening as well. Um, Anyway, to learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to be back with... I, You know, honestly, candidly, in an unfiltered way, I have to say <laughs> these are three better-than-average ideas really? coming up in That's the second what, half of the show. That. So yeah. you'll want to hang in for that, uh, no matter how challenging that might prove yeah. to be. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure. Obviously. Um, yeah, you are? Good. First, I'm going to turn it over to the master of chaos, the conductor of entropy, what are you Talking
1: about? Val Hughes. Thank you, Vern. All right, listen. We're going to get right into some stocks. I, you know, I sometimes don't know what Vern's talking about. I just want people to know that. I'm just, I want to well, give you some. Stock. But the secret I,
0: is, neither does Vern.
1: Yeah, well, good. So uh, it's and it's Thursday. Vern knows that. Is it? I don't know why he's saying it's Friday. It's Thursday. We. I guess it's not te-
0: every Friday.
1: Well, sometimes Please. we have to do. Please, there's the another, show.
0: there's another caveat for the show. What? Don't take you everything you I say literally. Can
1: you relax? Sure. Sure. I just want to tell the people it's Thursday and we had a terrible day in the market today. I'm sleepy. Oh my goodness. It's late at night Thursday. We can't do it Friday because it's the holiday. So people are doing stuff. I'm going places, Vern's going places. We're doing the show early and today was I guess the worst pre fourth of you know day in the markets and who knows when. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe now the to the National League going to win the All-Star game as well? It means something. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Only
0: if the National League managers do, of
1: Italian-American Yeah, I descent. do have a couple of things. Now, we're we're value investors, or I'll just say I am, anyway, and long-time listeners know what I'm talking about. Um, and so I want to just quote, this was one of the best quarters in uh, many years. And so while the big indices like uh, – The Dow and the S&P, you know, I don't even know what they did in the quarter. Up in the 20s, do you know? Uh,
0: Yeah, I think north of 20.
1: So, okay, so we're looking at, uh, I've got a sheet from Russell. Best in many, many
0: years in any quarter. Yeah,
1: Russell.com, you can get all the index numbers, and I'm just looking. uh, The Russell 3000, big broad-based index, up 16.8% last quarter, 4.2 year to date. So things are Really so turning small around. Small cap underperformed large cap. Uh, Russell 2000 up 20.7%. Russell 2000 there you go. growth up 234 Russell 2000 value up 18 being beat by the Russell growth. Ah! We'll have to get them next quarter. Anyway, it was a great quarter. Some of those great bargains we've talked about are slipping away, but uh, there still are great deals. I think, as you just have to move into later cycle stocks. There's still areas where no one believes they're ever going to earn money again. And a couple of them are in this week's issue. So uh, three pretty good ideas today, steel case, heave, and NCI building. I go in page number order, Vern. I don't know what you're going to do, but I do that to help the listener. Uh, and I so, don't. Uh, I know. I, we no. know that. I know. I get a lot of email. Well, I'm on that,
0: philosophically but. against it.
1: It's uh, – I don't understand that at all. I think, it's, I think it weakens the show. I think You're it weakens rebel. the show. You're a rebel rouser. All right. First up, steel case, SCS. What do I like about this? Well, obviously, the valuation. This is one that still people think are never going to earn money again. And it's because commercial construction, everyone fears it's going to be as bad as residential. And if there's no commercial construction, there's no new furniture in the commercial. Where's the cover sheet? For what? I, I have to get mine in page number all order. Right. Oh, all right. Way to come aboard. Uh, so their stock's been crushed. The high, you know, in uh, 07 was $20.70. It's at 533, okay? The uh, market cap right now is $700 million. That reflects the price times the share count. And they've got, uh, according to the Value Line, $256 million in total debt. So I'm going to add that in. 700 plus 255 is 955, if I'm doing that right. And I'm going to subtract the cash, which I'm going to round to 200 million because I don't have a calculator. So what does that get me to? I have to redo it. I'm kind of losing my place. 955, 755. And, you know, if you look at Value Line's estimate of sales for next year, 2.6 billion, that's still well off the high of 3.4 billion. I think ultimately these businesses are still per capita driven, each person needs a chair and a desk and all that. Uh, you know, your, your work area can't get any smaller. So, you know, unless people start working more from home and hot sinking chairs at work, which people thought was going to be a trend, doesn't seem to be happening, you can have some thought that, you know, them earning at this level for a while and earning an 8 or 10% margin, 8 or so, it looks like a fair guess, is not a crazy thought. So I'm going to take eight percent times your two point six billion. What's that going to be? It's going to be around two hundred and. I'm not helping you with. it. I know you're not. I don't know two hundred and what ten million, and I got seven hundred million in you know enterprise value. So that's like three and a half times. I'll take the inverse of that. It's
0: pretty cheap,
1: <laughs> right? I take 30%. the inverse. percent. So that means if I pay three and a half dollars, I get a buck in in effect. What appears to be cash flow. That's a 33%, somewhere between 25 and 33. So let's say, what would that be? 30% 30? return. Yeah, I'm just making a guess. Thank you. Uh, And that's pretty good in a world where treasuries are at four. And then you have upside. And obviously, people think these guys are going to go broke. And one of the reasons is, I I don't know. They've got a decent balance sheet, 26% debt to capital. The interest is covered 13 times. So, again, risk of them not paying uh, doesn't seem to be that high. Their operating margin going back for 20 years here, or 10, I guess. I'm not counting that very well. has um, been pretty stable in a 5 to sort of 10 range, and they don't look like they're at any risk of losing money. I don't think there's a risk of them going bankrupt. So, Three times EBITDA seems pretty cheap. I know you're going to have some tough comparisons coming because the commercial cycle lags. Uh, the stock seems to reflect that. It's gone from 20 to 5 steel case, SCS. I like it. And by the way, there's been a couple inside buys recently, according to Value Line. And it just looks uh, cheap as hell. According to Value Line, the business is uh, languishing. So I guess that's what they're saying about it. Uh, next up. PACTIV, ticker PTV, page 923. What's my theme? Uh, here it is. Industrial production will recover. I know that right now everyone's worried it's just that the decline has slowed.
0: But it's going to be in the very far away, scary future, Val.
1: Well, if everyone thinks that, that's reflected in the stock, don't you think, Bern? So I think there's a chance that's not the case. I've gone back and read on-the-scene accounts of the last seven panics in America, and there's always a bunch of guys saying what Vern just said. You know? And that's from a time when there were no uh, motors and things like that. You know, We have more stuff going on. We've got,
0: we haven't had a true panic since got, then, have we?
1: We've got all the knowledge <laughs> of the world. Because
0: back in those days, there were other mechanical uh, saying, technologies Vern, in place. Our way- the whole motor thing had people... Quite it's
1: just things continue. And my point is, is that all the knowledge of the world is connected to the smartest people in the world at low cost. The economies of scale have never been better. All the intelligence of society has never been more connected. And we're going to work our way out of this. People always think we're not. That's my point. And right now, I think they're looking at some of these guys and saying they're not coming back. Some of them aren't, but uh, some of them are, and they're getting falsely penalized here. Pactiv, PTV, they're packagers. Their stock has gone from uh, 36 to 20, so it's pretty stable. This is actually a pretty solid idea. When you look back over time, they tend to trade around an 80% PE relative to the market to 1 to be the high. It's at 60% right now, nine times earnings. Okay. Uh, now, their debt-to-cap is high, 68%, but again, we've talked about this on past shows, look at the coverage It's five times covered. There's not a huge risk of bankruptcy. I look at the operating margin going back for a lot of years. It's always 18 to 20%. That says proprietary. How are they getting that price? They're either a low-cost provider or they're a high-service provider getting price. Something's going on. Who did this used to be? I don't know. Good question. Wikipedia that up. Uh, My theme on this is just as industrial production improves – Uh, You're going to need packaging. According to the print here in Value Line, they're getting pricing right now. It's the kind of thing where if you have something that costs a buck and your package costs two cents and they raise it to two and a half cents and the package is protecting it uh, from damage, so it's keeping those costs down and maybe it's easy to put on. They give you the systems to apply it and keep those costs down. So it's some type of productivity tool. They're getting a 20% price increase. It's costing you half of 1% of your price. That's why I've been recommending Suboco. I mean,
0: you're like making the same case.
1: Great. Excellent, Bert. So uh, <laughs> I like this one. They have some brand names like uh, Hefty, Baggies, One Zip, Cordite, Easy Foil. I mean, I guess those are in the supermarket. Returns on capital have long been in the teens. I don't remember that other stock having this type of return history. Sunoco? Yeah. yeah? Low teens. Are you doing it this week? Low teens, no. Oh, okay. So I've done it the last two rotations. three not be rotations. that good. Yeah, all right, whatever. So uh, return on capital here is never below 10%. They lever it a little bit into the mid-20s and sometimes low-30s on equity. Very well-run company. Enterprise value to EBITDA, again, the same calculation we went through earlier on uh, the last name. $3.9 billion in enterprise value and estimated operating earnings of $700 million. That's five and a half times. So that's some kind of 17% cash-on-cash return. And you get a little growth. Uh, who knows what it's going to be? GDP, whatever. Uh, a couple insiders buying. I think this stock is cheap, and uh, we'll, you know, have a nice move over the next six months to twelve months. Finally, NCI that's Systems. That's pretty quick. Well, I'm running out of time. Six to twelve months. Yeah, did I not say that clearly? No, you did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. You so, did. yeah, that's my guess. I'd be looking for some kind of quick return in that sense because I think sentiment's going to follow along uh, in the same way the commercial cycle is following the residential cycle. The sentiment about the commercial cycle is going to follow the sentiment of the residential cycle. So, you know, you're six months to 12 months. If it's three Mm -hmm. years, I don't care. I can wait. I'm not worried about it. NCI building, ticker NCS. That's silly. Try to match up your ticker. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, page eight fifty five this is kind of a little bit of a gamble. I recently made a lot of money on Office Depot, which went from a buck to five bucks. you know a long time fifteen to twenty stock twenty dollars a share company crushed on fears about their debt that seemed unwarranted it 's recovered a little bit. This looks like that. the stock 's gone from seventy back in two thousand and six to one hundred and eighty six <laughs> okay now. They do have hundred and five percent debt to capital, which is more it's high, but that's, that's not good. No, but they it's covered seven times. It's again they're doing a pretty decent operating margin in the eight percent range. They manufacture, according to value line uh, metal products. Well, there must be a liquidity concern to North American non-residential, uh, you know, markets. Uh, they've got engineered products. It's metal. It's construction. So obviously they're down. But here's the here's the point. They look like they're going to have a couple bucks a share in cash flow. They spend a mm. buck on it in CapEx. That's a buck free. It's at a buck eighty-six. <laughs> People are worried about the debt to cap, but keep your eye on the coverage. Uh, beyond that, I don't know a lot about this, other than they're, you know, they're making a little bit of money on a cash flow basis. Equity's gone negative, which if you've heard me talk about things like this, that reduces demand for stock independent of the fundamentals. So this is kind of a flyer, but you know it's the kind of thing that you could wake up 12 months from now and it's at six, and it still might look cheap. That's about the time Wall Street would start recommending it. So. No, uh, we
0: were talking before the show, and I made a case for an eight bagger on it.
1: Well, it looks like if I don't think uh, it's hard. Yeah. I think if things come back a little bit and they don't go broke, that's my theme. I like having a theme. <laughs> don't my go theme broke. My theme is good chance this won't go broke. <laughs> It's one times cash flow. NCI Building Systems, page 855. and with that, uh, and a uh, medium amount of ado. Medium. I'd like to turn medium. the show. There's and all upside that entails. Over to Vern. Value. Mm. Lucky
0: me. Well, Seth, thanks for the first up for tray. me this week. Starting in page number order, and I'd Let like to go, point Vern. out. I'd like to point out equally relevant. This stock has one of the lowest page numbers in this week's issue. Um, That's a predictor, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) It's only upside from there, right?
0: Speaking of ticker symbols that don't make any sense, Martin Marietta Materials. But the ticker symbol is MLM. Huh. It's like somebody was turning in 3M and they accidentally hit the, you know, like the. Maybe there's a drop-down window, and you just click the next number or the next letter or whatever.
1: Well, MMM is taken, isn't it, by 3M? Yeah, of course. Of course. What am I talking about? Of course.
0: MLM, why wouldn't you just go for M? Microsoft.
1: They were holding it out. Now, someone has M now. Who is it? Who has M? They've been holding it out for Microsoft, and it never took it. Now, someone finally took it recently.
0: For those of you who don't know who Martin Marietta is, Martin Marietta, Marietta Materials... According to Value Line, they're the nation's second largest producer of aggregates for the construction industry. And when you say aggregates, what that means is things like stone, uh, sand, and gravel. Can I um, add something?
1: Yes. Uh, and rock. asphalt.
0: Rock. Like to throw stone. Well, rock. Well, stone. I wanted to add something. I was using the more traditional old English term. Ah. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> this. Um, In in the aggregates businesses, 90-plus percent of revenue at Martin Marietta, Um, serving highway infrastructure, commercial, and residential applications. Actually, highway construction is a huge market for aggregate materials, but residential and non-residential building construction is the largest. Now, you have different things going on in each market, of course, but as Val just pointed out, we may not be – uh, far from a bottom in expectations for commercial real estate, we probably have seen the turn in expectations for housing, and um, you know it, it seems clear that investment, if you will, or spending on infrastructure, is going to absorb a larger proportion of GDP going forward, particularly as politicians see this as a uh, an effective way. To bring some immediate help with uh, unemployment to local communities and to uh, states by providing construction jobs.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to interject that uh, it's Macy's. So that really has M? They got M. How and about, it, a, how about m they it for Microsoft. How about double Macy's M? Who I has double M? Double M.
0: m. I don't know. And so we'll keep talking. if you if you look at Martin Marietta's long-term history, they historically had uh, run – Return on capital in the high single-digit number uh, or range, I should say, and uh, uh, return. They use some you know financial leverage to make re- return on equity in the low teens. Numbers have been a bit higher just in recent history, and with some help from a very aggressive share repurchase program, 2006 going into 2007 at the peak of the housing cycle, that uh, has helped support. Uh, return on equity in a low to mid teens range, or at least expectations for that, uh, in the next couple of years, despite all the pressure on really all kinds of domestic construction. And I think this company does virtually all of its business uh, in North America, say, if not, you know, the lion's share of it in the U.S. And so, if we're going to have a big highway bill, and we're going to spend, you know, five hundred billion dollars over six years, which are numbers that Apparently uh, being kicked around in Washington. Here's a company that's going to benefit from that in a very We've major way. we
1: looked at the shop. I like it. We own Eagle. Um, they
0: uh, they pay a yield of uh, better than two percent. Very attractive in a world that you know where Treasuries are four, as Val just pointed out. And I looked at all the other uh, aggregate stories and uh, names like Texas Industries, which I thought I was going to do first. Uh, Vulcan. These companies are. Uh, Price now with you know their EBITDA under some cyclical pressure at multiples of like eleven times and when you look at EBITDA or a proxy for cash flow when you look at at uh, operating income before depreciation and amortization and interest or operating income before depreciation and amortization I should say um, and um, you're really in using that as a, a proxy for cash flow you're really talking about the total enterprise value or all the claims on that cash flow that have to be recognized in the valuation. So you take the equity market cap, you add debt, you subtract cash because you want net debt. And um, on that basis, Martin Marietta around nine times, Vulcan, Texas at 11 times, Eagle even more. I'm kind of surprised you guys still own it. Well, um, no, but would, maybe their numbers yeah. are just cyclically depressed more than the I
1: just ones. I like the monopoly element of concrete and the stability of the pricing. You but know, they own gypsum as well, which has been beaten up. So. Okay, yeah. with that's, housing, maybe that's it.
0: Apparent, according to Value Line, pricing uh, has been uh, a continuing positive despite the cyclical pressure on volume. Uh, companies apparently working on uh, overhead costs in a structural way, not just cyclically, which value line points out, and uh, you know there 's some hope that you know the the next highway bill is going to you know really help, but apparently the Obama administration I think is pushing for an extension of the current bill that would push any new bill out for as long as two years and uh, I think one of the reasons that they would do that is that uh, it's very hard to see how we're going to generate enough revenue to do the kind of work on infrastructure that really needs to be done after that initial, you know, huge investment in the Eisenhower uh, interstate system, and uh, maybe to uh, take advantage of some current technology in rail, especially passenger rail, uh, without raising taxes on well, fuel consumption. one thing consumption. that they could do is
1: just cheap, and if you're fix going the to, accounting.
0: If you're going to really push, um, if you're going to really push people towards greener alternatives in transportation, you're going to have to use tax structures to motivate people. It's the one you know, great thing about capitalism is it's proven time and time again that if you want to motiv- motivate people use the, uh, use the profit
1: motive. Um, well green is not economic right now. You're going now, to have to use the tax code you know, Value
0: Line doesn't like Martin Marietta because uh, volumes are likely to remain stagnant uh, in the near term but obviously the stock's going to move before fundamentals do and according to value lines relative performance chart the stock has just been trashed in the last um 6 months on a relative basis after having uh you know beaten people or beaten the market for a while so i you know i don't know what the whole story is but i think mlm looks really really interesting Kind of short on time this week. I'm going to try to get two more ideas in what? here.
1: Really? Well, are you still on your first idea? Well, I this kind deserved a lot a of attention. It's really? a really
0: good time, I think, to be looking at the stock. is
1: up a lot off the low, though?
0: Well, it bottomed at 67, and it's 78, and okay. two years ago it was 170.
1: Okay. So, so
0: no, I don't think so. Um, number two idea. In page number order, I'd like to point out. Nice. Um, Welcome aboard, Sorry. is Clarkor, the symbol here is C-L-C, uh, stock uh, down today, but still up from what Value Line shows, almost 29 bucks. This is a very interesting story. This company has a huge uh, position in the uh, uh, aftermarket, because I've owned the stock in the past, the aftermarket uh, for filtration for engines in... Uh, especially the truck market, not so much cars, but trucks and off-highway equipment. And they just dominate they Have They all the major brands in that space, uh, great distribution, make huge returns. And they also have a business that they built using acquisitions in recent years that accounts for actually a larger share of revenue that doesn't perform as well on a return basis that's more, you know, process and... Uh, uh, industrial filtration if you will um, and I'm not sure if it's all competitive I guess you know they don't have as strong a position as they do in the transportation markets uh, but this stock historically gets you know really strong premium valuations has also underperformed significantly in the last few months has come into a range that I don't think you see very often Um, I'm looking at a multiple, an enterprise value, which, by the way, is roughly equal to the equity market cap because they have virtually no debt, especially on a net basis. So I've got about a uh, 10 times enterprise value multiple, uh, which is a little more than I like to pay sometimes. But this is also an underleveraged company. They generate um, low teens to mid-teens returns on capital but they're not using any balance sheet leverage despite having very dependable cash flow and earnings. Um, and if they get cyclically a little more aggressive on the acquisition front, they've been buying companies for years, there's an opportunity for this thing to kind of take a step function up. Um, and so I've been looking for, I've been watching this every time it comes up in the rotation. Wanted want to be able to call people's attention to it. It's uh, uh, you know in a range here where I think you want to take a look at it uh, value Line uh, points out appropriately that filtration lengthens the lives of capital assets and when people, uh, when, uh, when the usage of those assets uh, is kind of uh, being forced to stretch out because of your own uh, issues with the economy and cash flow, you know, uh, this is the kind of product you'll continue to buy and you see value in. Uh, and then third idea, we're going to do a drive-by on Lane Christensen. Uh, I'm looking at something that looks like it's uh, trading at the same kind of revenue multiple that it bottomed in the last recession. This company uh, provides drilling and construction services for water and mining markets. And I think the water story here is really interesting. It's five times enterprise value to EBITDA, six times cash flow, despite the fact that it's under some pressure. And I think there's a combination of you know, government stimulus and uh, uh, water is the new oil concept here that makes this a really cheap and interesting multiple. That's L-A-Y-N. Um, favorite name for me this week, I guess I would have to go with
1: Clarkor. My favorite steel case, no-brainer. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.